Alrighty. How you doing there, Spencer? I'm almost dead, but other than that, I'm fine. I'm feeling okay. Last night, I didn't feel it, though. It was one of those nights where I made a fine martini and I didn't even finish it. It's rare that I dump a drink in the sink. Yeah, even the terrible ones. Yeah, that I don't I don't know what came over me. I had a, a fine gin. Was it like too sugary or? Oh, martini. It was a dry martini. Oh, okay. Dry. Real dry. Real dry. Dry like Mike Pence's wife dry. <laughs> Real dry. Yeah, that I don't know. I was just very disappointed. It was like getting a hand job by a hooker, but you just have a half chub and you don't. She's not into it, you know? It's very sad. So you and uh, the dude from the Patriots have something in common then? Yeah, but he's paying for his. Yeah. Which he doesn't really need to. No. See, the trick is, once she's done, you run. Or just buy something better. Yeah. Like, like something that's not being brought in through sta- like slave tracking. Track- like, you know, bring in somebody who's like, you know, high class, looks attractive, and like, this is something that she wants to do. This is her choice. A career girl, if you will. Yeah, don't get the person that the only, re- the only way they got into America was to, you know, give off old fashions. Yeah. That's, that's what people are mad about. I'm mad about that. I yeah. don't like that either. I want my woman of the night to be into it just as much as yeah. I would. This is going to get me in trouble. My girlfriend's <laughs> like, she, she'll know I'm joking, but like her friends will listen to this and they'll be like, what the fuck, man? He's buying these hookers. <gasps> well, trust me, where we live, the, one, the hookers are cheap, and two, you don't want them. Nope. Nope. You you have to give them money to stay away from you. Like, they really put the hook in hooker, because I've seen some <laughs> fucking Captain Hook, you know, some pirate shit, peg legs. Like and, the dude, like uh, the captain from Family Guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's everybody doing today? You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I am your host, Caleb James, as with me, as always, is Spencer, the Sudanese Sex Shaman Church. Hello there, everybody. Now, you're not feeling too well today. You're a little under the weather, if you will. A little under the weather. I figure that is a perfect way to go in today's topic, then, which is fiction scenes that make us sick. I'm going to make that echo when I do the edits. Sick. Maybe that's a horrible title. Fiction scenes that make us sick. But yeah, we figured we'd go over some of the disgusting, gory, raunchy, and adult-themed scenes in fiction that we've read and some that we haven't read. Um, I'm trying to think of some of my personal favorites. Just to get into it, I think we should go over, I don't know if you read it yet, but Guts from Chuck Palahniuk? No, no, I haven't got. I started a new book the other day. It was you're gonna get on me because it's it's a Stephen King book, but it's the Bazaar of Bad Dreams. It's his newest short story collection. Right, right. So I figured, hopefully, isn't that a couple years old now? Yeah, yeah. It's like I think it was like 2015 or 16, something like that. I'm sure we'll be bringing up Mr. King quite a yeah. bit on this uh, topic. Yeah. So I figured just with, like, hopefully with it, because there's, like, 20 short stories within, like, 500 pages, so none of them are too, too long, like, just kind of looking through, and I figured uh, we might not want to talk about it, but the kind of future thing that we're working on, I figured this might be, right, you know, right. some, it might help along with that, maybe, you know. It'd be a good idea, maybe give you some formatting ideas. 
Is, is his story, are they like intertwined or is it just individual stories? From what I can tell, these ones are probably just all individual. Because um, like the Chuck Palahniuk, the guts is in the haunted yeah. like story collection. And that story collection is a bunch of short stories that like intertwine to make a overall narrative. Which is kind of cool. I like the way that, I was thinking about doing a short story collection like that sometime. But uh, one thing that he does, and he's done this before on his short story collections, that either... At the beginning of the story or the end of the story, he'll have a couple paragraphs uh, just kind of talking about, like, where he came up with the idea, like, and mm-hmm. just, like, that kind of stuff, which I, I always like in a little behind little the bit, scene. Yeah, that's always cool. But anyway, yeah, we... What the fuck were we talking about? Uh, butt sex? Yeah, Damn, it always... Every time. But just different uh, gross scenes that we've just off the bat have known. Um, If you've read, like, any fourth issue of the walking dead true i didn't even think of putting comics in this but or the or like or the show like even if you don't might not be as popular as it is it still gets kind of gross yeah i mean they have people they're doing the whole whisper rock now so people are walking around with you know zombie skins over their faces so well the reason i brought up guts by chuck polinick is because that one actually at least apparently i obviously wasn't any of these readings but when he went around the country reading the story he would have people throw up, faint, fall over, many like just many different gross reactions to a gross story. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool. So that's what kind of got me into reading the book. The book was really, really gross, but I felt it was just for the sake of being gross. And like the gut story is about a kid. Like I won't give the whole story away, but let's just say he ends up with the kid jerking off in the bottom of a swimming pool. His butthole tube gets oh, yeah, I sucked into, about this. Yeah, into the, like, the pool vacuum. And then it like it rips it out, and you could see like he sees the vitamin that he ate that morning in his intestine lining with like all these veins going through it. It was really descriptive, and I think he ends up like ripping his guts out or something. Yeah, so that that, that was definitely a scene that made me sick. I'm not a huge like the gore, like you know, you'd think with being such a Stephen King fan that I am, like you know, big gore would be like the thing that I'm really mm-hmm. into. Uh, but it's not like my favorite. Like I don't watch like a shit ton of horror movies. Like those, like I watch them, but like those aren't like I know. Like a friend of ours at a comic book store, every month of ho- of October, he watches at least one like horror Halloween kind of you know kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not that big into it because like I remember um what was that one that one graphic novel you let me borrow like Black Hole Black Holes. Yeah, black hole. That was, and I just uh, I stopped like halfway through. I was like, "This is getting too weird." That just, wasn't even really gory, but it was no, gross. Yeah, and it was just like I said, super weird. And I just like I don't I don't want any more of this. Like it's taking me way too long. I don't think I'm ever gonna finish this. So I just, as a Hugo, okay, let's take it back. See, I'm a gore <laughs> fan. I love gory movies, horror movies, gore books. You know, gory scenes are great, but I find they have to be not just done right, but in the right setting. Because you can have if you just throw a gore scene. Like an overly gory scene into your book, it could be really effective, or it could take away from the whole book. It, it just the context of it has to be right. Because uh, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've read certain books or like short stories where it was really good, and then all of a sudden they just throw. It's almost like having a sex scene just thrown there for yeah. no reason. It could just throw off the whole feeling of the book, and there's no need for it. For instance, misery oh. when she breaks his ankles, oh, she that's... hobbles them. Which I think in the I didn't read the book. Isn't it worse? It's not just a his sledgehammer. Doesn't she like cut his leg off or something? No, but she. I think like I can't remember in the movie. But in the movie, she uses a sledgehammer and yeah. hobbles him. But I thought but, in the like, book, I can't she, remember. Like, does he do? Does she do one? 
or she does both. I'm gonna say she does both in the book. That was a very um, that was one of the, one of the more movies that are truer to the story in the book, right? Because if because if you look at it, it's kind of more of a simple kind of tale. Like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You only have a couple customer or a couple characters. And Wouldn't like, that be nice to just throw it off topic, just yeah. to hobble some of yeah. your customers? <laughs> oh. uh, and, you know, they're just in a small room for most of the movie. Like, so that was, if you like the movie, read the book. It's highly entertaining. But I feel that, like, that scene didn't take away from, obviously, because that's what everybody remembers. It just, like, that's just a way to do it perfectly. Because as far as I know, the story wasn't overly gory in any way. And no. except for that part was really, like, that's what stands out. Or another Stephen King is uh, Gerald's game. Like, yeah. I only watched the show, but when she has to like cut her wrist to get it out of the handcuffs yeah, that she's use, stuck in, to use she's, use the blood as an as like a lubricant. To yeah, because she's handcuffed to the bed, and she pulls her wrist out. And it was so gross, and that was the only really gory part of the story that I know of. Like well, at least in the show, well in the book, or in the movie rather, not a show. In the book, this dog gets into the house. And, like, starts to, like, eat and chew on the husband that had the They did have that in the movie. But it it didn't really, like, show it too much. And then I think, like, towards the end, I think she kind of starts to have a little bit of, like, hallucinate a little bit. Or, like, have these weird dreams Mm -hmm. with, like, the husband, like, talking to her with, like, most of his face off. Like, you know, and then stuff like that. But as I read that book, I was just like, I have no fucking idea how this is going to end. What's he going to do? Like... Because, like, I've heard of it, like, you know, I heard of the concept of, you know, lady gets stuck chained to a bed, but I never, like, checked out the synopsis or, or read, like, the, or seen the movie or anything like that. So, as I'm reading it, I'm just like, is she just gonna fucking die in the bed? Is this the movie? Is this the, the way movie? it played out, yeah. but then it didn't happen, obviously. Yeah, that was a really, really fucked up scene. Yeah, but that, that was a, that was a good example of using a, a really gory kind of scene to heighten the book. See, Chuck Palahniuk's book, the whole thing is gory. Yeah. Every fucking story is just gross. So, I feel like it just makes it lowbrow and not very... It's not a very good read. It's it's fun, I guess. It's entertaining if you're into that stuff, but I didn't think it was very good. To jump back real quick, real quick off topic, um, did you ever see that, that uh, video? Um, I saw it on Facebook, but I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. But uh, it's this lady, like, big, heavyset lady, and she starts doing the... Um, she asked for the the misery books that the car- that you know the writer in the in the book wrote, mm-hmm. and whenever they're like, "Well, we don't have that," and she just starts freaking out, talking about, like screaming how she wants her book and calling everybody dirty birds and <laughs> stuff like that. Because I saw it on my I saw it on a friend's timeline, and like I messaged her, I was like, "Is that like do you know if that was like somebody just fucking around or somebody being real. serious? It was somebody just fucking around, but I loved it, and I'm like, I just give it to the." Uh, to the uh, to the cloak because he's just standing there like like la- like kind of laughing with a big smile on there and then when she gets done towards the end he's just like would you like me to try to order that for you <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're looking for something to laugh at for a couple minutes mm-hmm. you need to look that up fucking wonderful mm-hmm. we might as well just stick with Stephen King for the first part of this because I kind of see a pattern here he seems to throw at least one scene like that into most of his books. Like, Pet Cemetery had the kid getting hit by the truck. Yeah. And, the, like, Gage, and that was kind of... He didn't go into the gore too much, but he, like, described a shoe flying off, I think. And well, then whenever... Also, whenever, like, he's kind of walking around in the zombie-ish Yeah, and he form. was gross. 
And then uh And digging up the grave digging up his grave. Well I'm to sure take him to the you know Well I'm sure the scenes with Zelda were pretty gross too in that yeah. more of a body horror kind of feel to it. Um he has a couple scenes in the shining that really stick out. You know, the blood was the blood elevator in the book? I think so, yeah. He had the murdered uh, twins and obviously the the zombie lady ghost yeah. thing in the bathroom. I mean, a, a lot of stuff that's in the movie is in the book. They just don't go through like explain explaining any of it. Yeah, like the people in like in the in the soft fairy masks and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they just like, hey, here's some fuckers in some weird masks trying to blow somebody. Let that freak you out for a minute. To be fair, you can't have a five hour movie. I mean, fair enough. I always really enjoyed the movie. I never. The Steve, the Steve Weber, like TV that was more movie. real, real to the book. And I mean, it was. I would like to see it done now on like a, a HBO or fuck it, even if it's on some kind of streaming service, which I fucking hate. But mm. I would, I would like, I would like that tried again, like they're, what they're doing with the stand. The only problem is it's so hard to be Jack Nicholson's performance. I was watching a video, uh, video yesterday on YouTube of him prepping for the axe and the door scene yeah he was fucking out of his mind he was he literally was jack torrance going crazy i always said if you could somehow time travel to cast the perfect movie to have that era jack nicholson to be the joker Mm -hmm. at any time would be the greatest thing ever you know like there would still be a psychologist now Making money off of that from all the fucking oh, yeah. terrible nightmares that he'd be giving people. He would definitely induce some nightmares. Like, even though you kind of see him as a crazy old man now, he was such a good fucking actor. Yeah. Even now when he wants to be, he's a good, he's just amazing. I just think it's like his health now. Like, I think he has trouble reading and remembering lines and stuff like that. He's so. pretty old. He's obese. He's, he's done put, a lot of coke, I think. He's put in his time. Oh, yeah. Just to uh, finish off Stephen King, so I don't want to talk about his books the whole time. It. Now, that's kind of an example of a fucking... There's a lot of scenes in that movie, but obviously the big one everybody talks about that's not in the movies is the child orgy. Yeah. That is one that threw a lot of people off, and uh, that still kind of haunts him to this day. Not him, necessarily, but people... Uh, Give him shit for it. Yeah. They, they, but if, if, you, if you read it unbiasedly, like, it's a pretty decent scene. Like, he's not like... Oh, it's not being gross about it. Not, he's not like, oh, um, tight, you know, let's cram up all the holes and everything like that. It's just <laughs> kind of like, it's like, you know, she's gently kind of making like love to like all of her friends and stuff. Again, too, I mean, as adults, obviously you're going to read that as a bunch of kids having sex. But if the way it's written, because I've read that scene, it's more of the kids' experience with each other. Because yeah. if you're, you know, like 13 or something, and you're with a 13-year-old girl or boy, you're not thinking you're doing anything wrong necessarily as far... Like, you're not thinking you're being a pervert and, or something. And throughout the whole story, you, like... He does a good job at, at that point. You feel like she has real feelings for everybody there, and they all have, like, actual yeah. feelings for her. Like I said earlier, it's just not like a... I thought he captured... The like kind of the effects. you know the minds of adolescents very well, yeah. of just uh you know like kind of that feeling you have in school where you might like somebody and they might like you but you don't know how to express it because you're not old enough yeah, necessarily. Nobody, nobody knows how he does a real good job with his like his kid characters. Like. Yeah, and then also with that scene, you have like they went through such a traumatic experience, so that's kind of like them growing up. Yeah, and then he just put it, you know, the way they do it, they grow up together, so, sort of. Are you gonna tackle trying to read that before the the second movie comes out? Absolutely not. Oh come on! I I have too much to read, Spencer. 
You got a couple months, I think, right? <coughs> uh, yeah, but then when I want to read Pet Cemetery, because that's coming out. True. Pet Cemetery, you can read in like a week. It's not. It's like it's not that big. It's not a thousand, twelve thousand pages or no, anything. no. That's good. And like the one that I have, so like if you want me to like borrow it from me again, it's like an old um like library edition. So it's like you know it's about almost about the same size as Carrie, almost a little bit bigger. Yeah, uh, that's not too bad. I uh I started reading a new book yesterday, and then I'm reading two other books at the same time. So you read. Are you still working on the boxing book? Yeah. But I figured that one's probably a little bit easier to, like, read a little bit, put to the side. That's nonfiction, so I can kind of just read that whenever. So, like, when I'm reading a novel, because I don't like reading two fiction novels at the same time. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's I can. It's just, because sometimes you end up reading one way longer than the other one. So, you, like, really get into one. So, you read it the whole day or something. And then you're like, oh, shit, I'm ignoring the other one. But nonfiction, I mean, that's a completely different thing. Yeah. So, that doesn't, it doesn't, uh, has a good balance. Right, so as we were saying, we could go on. This could be just nothing but a Stephen King episode, but we should try to check out. We can go to Joe Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Hill, he's got some shit. Um, yeah, because I remember Joe Hill and Stephen King yeah. that Into the Tall Grass ebook. I, I never got a chance to read it because it's an ebook. There's a fucking scene in there where the chick has a miscarriage, I think, and they're eating the baby. Ooh. It's really gross. Like, who's eating the baby? The mom and, like, the brothers or something? I don't remember. It's been a... I read that a couple years ago. So, is the tall grass supposed to be, like, the sticks? The, they just go into this tall grass and they can't find their way out. You, you have to read it, man. Yeah. It's, it's like you read in an hour or something. Yeah. It's really... But it's really gross, but it's good. What scenes make you sick? Not Stephen King related, if preferably. Uh, um, I know... Going back to people we talked about, but Chuck Palahniuk, I read his uh, Survivor book. And there was some kind of weird, gross, like, because um, it deals with, like, a um, somebody surviving, like, a cult. Mm-hmm. And so there's, like, a lot of mass killings and weird, like, sex things going on and stuff. And then uh, I didn't read it, but I watched his movie, um, Sex. Is that what it is? With Sam Rockwell when he's, like, a sex addict? I think so. Something is, like is that. Is it just called Sex? I can't remember. I'm not sure. But, like, I watched that and that seemed like, you know, just if. Not necessarily girl-wise, but, like, you know, sexual contact-wise, there was some kind of, like, you know, he'd be banging, like, a real ugly chick, like, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I could imagine, like, in the book, it'd get way more... Way more into it. Way more into it, yeah. I'd probably have to go back more to my, uh... My stacks of comics that I've read, like, um... Like, we've met at conventions, um, a while ago, uh, this guy, Derek Manning. He does a good, like, horror story... Like he has demons and and monsters. He does like a lot like of Cthulhu that. type stuff too. Yeah, um, and I mean like some people get you know like bl- bludged into death and cut open by like you know like a demon sword and and all that fun stuff. Um, you you talk for a minute. Let me let me simulate <laughs> on because like I said, you're more you're more of the horror guy. Yeah, but I don't really. I'm trying to think of like horror novels I read that really stand out, but. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Oh, I brought up this article from Huffington Post. This is more of like the goriest scenes. Because I've read some scenes in novels like that aren't gore that kind of make you feel ill. A lot of times it'll be like an incest or some kind of uh, like an abortion thing. Or just like there's always those fucking hot topics that are the taboo subjects that are still around. Rape, like things like that. So and it, the trick is to like use that in a way that it doesn't feel forced. 
That See, but I feel like um, any of the books I've read that they those kind of scenes stand out weren't forced. They didn't make me yeah. sick because they were done well. Because we, like, we went with Stephen King, but again, most of the scenes were done very well. Yeah. Like, they fit the book and they added to the story. But I'm trying to think of ones that make you sick and take you out of the book. You just don't want to read it anymore. But on this list is just the goriest scenes. Uh, they start off with Red Dragon. I don't know if you ever read that. It's like the Hannibal... I've only watched the movies. Those are one of those things where I'm just like, oh, that's something I should get into. And like anytime I'm at a bookstore or online order and stuff, it's just it never crosses my mind again. Well, the example they use from that, was that the movie where he makes the guy eat his own brains? Or is that one of the other? Um, I know the guy that uh, Dustin, not Dustin Hoffman. Uh, it was Ray Liotta, I think, that ate his own brains. Uh, You're talking about Anthony Hopkins. No, uh, the one guy who got ate by all the pigs, who died by... I who, don't remember. It's who, been so long since I've seen who, it. Who, uh... Died from a heroin overdose a couple years ago. Big white guy. Uh, good Philip play. Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he got eaten by pigs in that first movie. Mm. Well, the scene they After use... After having him sold to, like, a chair and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the scene they bring up. Well, I don't know if it's the same scene. They, uh... Somebody's super... I don't know if it's against Buffalo Bill here. But one of the people... One of the characters gets super glued to a wheelchair, set on fire, and rolled down a hill. Yep. Yep, that's it. That doesn't seem that that revolting to me. I mean, it's gross. But the way they do it. Is it really yeah. graphic? And you just have Seaman Hoffman just, ah, ah, you know, just mm. this fire scream. Here's a, again, going back to Misery, the scene in the book actually did, she cut his leg off with an axe at the ankle and then cauterized it yeah. with his stump with a blowtorch. That's worse than the movie, I think. But yeah. I don't know. There's something about that scene in the movie with the hammer with just his ankles yeah. bend. I feel like at least an axe would probably be like a somewhat clean chop. Yeah. But just have your ankle broken beyond repair. That's just be- as, ah, ah, just as freaking out. It was great. It was fucking horrible. Yeah. This is one that affected me when I was a child and pissed me off. It just kind of, it did take me out of the story. Uh, the Death of Piggy and Lord of the Flies. That for those, well, I think everybody's fucking heard or read Lord, Lord of the Flies for yeah. the most part. You know, you got the kids that are stranded on the island after like a crash or something. The one kid, Piggy, he has the glasses, and the other tribe wants his glasses because they used it to, for fire or something. Yeah. And they end up fucking hitting him in the head with a rock. See, this fucking article, again, one of these articles, they don't even go into it. What's the point? They just said he got hit by a massive boulder falling off a mountain. I don't know if it. In the novels, the same way as in the movie. In the movie, I think they throw the rock yeah. at him or like push it on him, and it just cracks his head with this sickening thump, and I think his brains leak out or something. Like they meant to kill him; it wasn't an accident. It was. It was one hundred percent murder, yeah. and he was one of the more not just likable characters, but he was like uh, most innocent of the characters because he was kind of like your portly. Yeah, he'd be the kid that gets bullied, and then they end up fucking murdering him. Oh, uh, Rosemary's Baby. I've seen the movie. I never read the book. There's a lot of horror movies that I should probably read the books. Probably be a lot better. I Maybe think. we'll make that the goal next year. Like after the summer, leading up to the Halloween, start reading a bunch of like horror movies or like the books that are based off of the or the movies that are based off the books we read the or the original books. Yeah. Well, this one they go off the window scene. I think it's probably where the lady hangs herself. See, again, I don't think that was too gory. So maybe she, like, hanged herself out of a window or something. Or she jumped. I, I forget what it was. She was like, oh, Damien, I love you, or something. And she, like, jumps and snaps her neck. Well, that was a 100% shit list. That's as, always, as always, Huffington Post, you fucking disappointed me. 
Who writes for Huffington Post? I want to get a job there. You can just write anything. You probably could. They don't research anything, mm-hmm. apparently. You know what? Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Every website is fake news, including DPW. Bum, 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 bum. But since we write fiction, it's supposed to be fake. Yeah, yeah. If it's real. If you read some of our stories at www.drunkenpenwriting.com, if you read some of our stories and you go, man, that's really outlandish, but it turned out to be true, we'd probably have to go to a psych ward or something. Yeah. Like, we're, Or, you know, we're murderers. Which we're not, right? We're not. Not of that I can remember. I don't think we've ever killed anybody illegally. Yeah. It's always for a reason, right? Yeah. Have you ever written a scene that you felt you might have gone too far? No. No, I haven't. I haven't gone that. Because even like the, the uh, short story that I'm working on, it gets like there can be spots where there's gore, like where it gets kind of mm-hmm. gory. And I just, they like, granted, this is still my first draft, so I have to add some stuff onto it. So I'm sure that's where I'll like plump it up a little bit more to get more into that kind of detailed stuff. Well, but. you feel after talking about some of these scenes, especially the Stephen King ones that make a book stand out. That maybe you should include because your story's about cannibals. Yeah. So maybe it should you, have a little bit of something like that. Maybe in ha- there. just throw in like one or two scenes here and there that'll not just catch the reader's attention or throw them off guard, but that'd be kind of the standout scene that you always talk about. I've been debating on to like on how to look up how to like fillet a person, but then I'm worried the government's gonna come to my house. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you get Google that. Yeah, if you really go into that, that's going to be kind of fucked up. Just go into, like, surgically cutting the meat off the bone. I'll have to go to, like, the library or something. <laughs> if you find a book at the library like that, let well, no, me just know. Use the, just use the computer at the library. Oh. I don't even know if the library has books anymore. Yeah. I know the W&J library doesn't. Oh, no books? No, I deliver there, and they, uh, I mean, they have some books, but, like, the because I used to go there when I was a kid to the, you know, city what? library. Because it was just way cooler in there as college kids. Did they let you check stuff out even though that you wasn't a... No, I just read them in there. Mm. But they had, like, just shelves and shelves of books. They even had, like, a fucking antique book collection in the basement, like a special kind of glass room. It was really cool. But now, like, I haven't gone downstairs because they remodeled, but the upstairs, it's just, like, seats, and they have, like, a couple shelves of DVDs. That's it. A bunch of computers. That's lame. It's really lame. It's like, come on. I like the feel. I want my library to have fucking books, man. Yeah, it needs to have that smell to it. Yeah, that musky old fart smell of a library. And you don't need the to have book smell. And if it's supposed to be quiet, you don't want that click 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 sound or like you know. Yeah. You want that whoosh sound of a page turning. Whoosh. And then maybe a ah fuck it because a paper cut your finger. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I turn my pages so vigorously, they just I've had that happen a couple times on those fucking uh those books. No, those books that use that real. Thick like meaty oh. paper because they're trying to make the book look fatter. I hate that paper because it normally gets like cut like caught right by the nail or yeah. something. That's why it, that's why it cuts like. Because well, that paper always seems like you are skipping the page. It always feels like pages are stuck yeah, together. Yeah, you always gotta kind of like rub it. Like, but it's not stuck together. It's yeah. just one fat page. It's stupid. I don't know. The only thing I hate more than that is that real cheap, shitty paperback paper they use for the mass paperbacks. They're still $15 for the fucking paperback, but it's like that, you turn it and it rips immediately. What I like about um, Joe Hill uh, for his Nurse Feratu, which is coming to AMC. I need to read that too. The hardback is cool because the pages are like these old rough pages where they don't line up properly. And like some stick out farther than the other. Like it looks like an old book. Mm-hmm. It was so cool that I was just like, I can't read this. 
I have to go and buy like a seven or eight dollar like paperback because I don't want to fuck these like these this up while I like take it to work to read or something like that. Well, that's why I got that cool edition of Dune. I didn't read that one. I got a shitty paperback yeah. and read that instead. Cause I don't want to ruin the nice copy. No, that looks good on the bookshelf. Cause if you, then too, if you have a paperback, a paperback looks cool <laughs> if it's all beaten up and and the spine's a little worn and you got your. You got your the the ears of the pages are folded a little bit. It's like a like, pair of good work shoes. Yeah. It's supposed to be worn in. It's supposed to have use. If it's a, a sh- nothing worse looking than a shiny brand new paperback, like that's yeah, it's not right. Like I just want to go through the bookshelves and just like start, start bending them, things like twisting them, <laughs> dog ear into the pages. That's like some reason. I, like sometimes I like going to used bookstores and and things like that because they got that old. And those books you can buy for like fifty cents. Going back on topic. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I've, uh, I think I've written a few scenes in my day where I kind of end up pulling back on the reins a little because I thought I was going too far into either gore or like just the scene. It, it just, whatever I was doing was unnecessary, not, you know, for the scene to make, yeah. it didn't make it better. But that's one thing, um, it takes a while to learn as a upcoming writer. And I feel like some writers never learn that. They, even if they make it, they still have that. Where they just write scenes into their book that are unnecessary and drag the whole thing down. Yep. Yeah. Unwanted scenes can be a real killer for a story. Like a Chuck Palahniuk who decides that he wants to throw a fucking masturbation scene every couple chapters. <laughs> Dude, come on now. You don't need more than one. You probably don't even need the <laughs> one. Gloss over it. You don't have to describe it in detail. But he just went on Just and be on. like, he, there was a bukkake. Not a buhaki, but a bukkake. Bukkake. <laughs> Oh, the bukkake. Should do an episode about bukkake. Do you ever think about like the like the people that you know when they listen to the episodes and they hear the things they say? Like, what, like you think they laugh at it, or you think they're like, "What's the fuck? What, what, what? I'm related to him." I wonder if my mom listens to it. <laughs> well, I know my mom doesn't listen to it, and I'm okay with that. It's probably a good thing. Yeah, but my mom follows the Facebook page. You know, old people like the Facebook like and yeah. comment on that shit. So. Yeah, that kind of worries me. I don't know. I don't give a shit. No, I mean, it's not like something that affects the way that I you know, do a story or talk on the podcast. I just, this is something I always kind of feel like sometimes whenever we go like. Real down the rabbit hole of grossness yeah, and gravity. Th- like the 50 Sage of Brown episode. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that episode went downhill. Which like, nobody should be offended of because we took most of that from a published book. Yeah, that was, that was out on the market. People have seen the movies. Yeah, I've uh, always thought about that, too. I mean, I don't really think about it too much, but sometimes I'll write a story, and I'm kind of thinking of the, my audience reading it as just a bunch of strangers, yeah. not realizing that, hey, a bunch of people I know are going to read this, well, hopefully and they're going to think it. I'm fucking weird. Just get a random text out of nowhere, like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> the one good thing about being a writer, which a lot of people find is a negative, but I don't, is most of the time, your friends and family don't read your work. Yeah. Like, a lot of people that are supposed to, like, the ones you think would care the most, they don't give a shit. Or they'll, like, fake it, but then you'll ask them, well, what scene did you like? Oh, oh the, the guy with the, the hat. Or just even if, it's not even that they don't want to, it's just that normally in family, you get, like, a person who's, like, they like reading or writing or something like that. You know, they went to that kind of stuff where it's, it, it's... Not everybody's like Stephen King's family where everyone's a heavy reader, writer. Yeah. Like, normally it's, it's like, um... How many, like, out of ten people in your general area are into reading and writing? Or if they're into one, they're not going to be into the other one. I think you're the only person I know that likes reading in my vicinity. <laughs> like, in, like, a ten-mile radius. Yeah. It's, it's very fucking rare. It's very disappointing, too. 
most of the people I know who are into what we are, I've met online. Yeah. And they don't live around here. Everybody around here just likes fucking football. 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 Columbine, people are jumping and being majored and... I, I, my favorite thing is the fat fucks around here who all they do is sit around and drink beer all day and they just talk shit about the professional athletes. Like, yeah. Like, oh, that fucking... Look, he, uh, he, look how fucking slow he ran to the end zone. He could have... He wouldn't have got tackled if he ran faster. It's like, yeah, because I'm sure you would have fucking ran faster. Or just even like people like on SportsCenter and stuff like... Anytime Skip Bayless gives anybody shit about anything, I'm just like, can you walk without a without a walker? Like, can you? Yeah. Well, because I've never seen you do anything but sit and wave your arms crazily. One time, he, I forget who it was that called him out on. Uh, it was like, dude, you played one season of fucking basketball in high school, and, <laughs> and he just like he didn't have a response for it. It's like, how are you gonna shit on people that are so much better than you at something? It's like I'm not gonna go fucking Mike Tyson. Man, back in the day, he, I mean, he was a pretty good boxer, but he would have been better. At, like, I can't fucking... He's, he's shit now, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'll fucking whoop those. Well, I'm eating a fucking corn dog. Yeah. I don't want to talk about fat people anymore. No. Piss me off. I always eat my cornbread. Matter of fact, you better give me your cornbread, boy. You can have it. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, it. I, don't, I don't want it. You, you don't want the cornbread? No, you can have it. What's wrong with the cornbread? Yeah, boy, then it's your cornbread then, sir. It's my cornbread then, boy. I always wanted to be on a chain gang like Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't. That's probably horrible. But just the stories. Yeah. Fixing up to the line there, boss. What, what, what to make it even, you could be the guy who runs the chain gang, and then you can be the guy in the chain gang. Well, you got to be in the chain gang yeah. for the story. You can't be the guy that runs it. If you're the guy that runs it, you get to go home at the end of the night. Master got my working. Yeah. Shouldn't say that. I shouldn't. But that's Cool Hand Luke. Is it? Was there even any black guys in that movie? Um, I, don't know. I don't think so. Bunch of old white guys on the chain gang. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Speaking of scenes that make you sick. Cool Hand Luke when he had to eat like the 50 eggs. Yeah. Hard boiled eggs. That was fucking gross. What about in that first episode of Black Mirror when dude fucks a pig? That didn't bother me so much. Because you didn't really see him fucking the pig. I mean, he shot a lot of like grunting and close-ups of yeah. his face. But I kind of just felt like that was like... If you were watching like a Donald Trump sex tape. Yeah. Ooh, uh, uh. <laughs> like the poor girl that has to be in that with him. So it would just be like a pig humping a pig then? I guess. Black Mirror had a, quite a few of those gross scenes. But that was, yeah, that was probably one of the worst ones. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. We're going to go big or go home. I don't know if they should have started the season off. Because a lot of people got turned off immediately from that. But then yeah. the rest of it's so good. Now, what about like something like uh, Evil Dead or anything like that? Or because it's such a comical slant to it, it doesn't. You know, doesn't do anything to you. I feel, yeah, things like that. That when the whole movie has it, or the whole, or even like books, if the whole, like Chuck Palahniuk, you start like it starts off with guts and stuff, so you get real grossed out. But then when the whole fucking books like that, you get desensitized. You don't. It doesn't have the same effect anymore. I'm trying to think. What was the movie with the scene where it had the fat kid? I think he was like in a pie eating contest or something. And then he ends up throwing up on everyone. Was that uh, Stand by Me? Maybe. Yeah, yeah that, and that was based off a of Stephen King uh, short story. Fucking Stephen King has some good-ass scenes, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, master storyteller. May have to end up renaming this episode, Stephen King Makes Us Sick. But in a good way. But we just had the Stephen King episode, like, last week. Well, I mean, that was a really old one. It was about hookers and Stephen King, but he was in the title. Yeah. Draws the Views. That one did pretty well, too. I'm trying to think, what other, what other nastiest scenes I can find here? See, the problem is you re I read so many fucking books a year. They get, 
like mixed together. Yeah, I just kind of lose focus of like I, until somebody like if somebody brought it up and you're like, oh yeah, oh wait, wait, okay, yeah, yeah, you can recall it, but to just bring it out uh, out yeah, of the ether out of nowhere. Somebody brings it up, I can recall every fucking event of the book, but when you just try to think on, well, oh, what book did I? Re-? And then I have to go down the list. And I haven't been reading a lot. I've been le- reading a lot of classic literature, and usually those don't have scenes of grossness. You fancy fuck. Real fancy. I got plenty if you want to borrow them. I got some shit to go through first, but I'll take you up on it. If you want to go down that wormhole. <laughs> wormhole. <laughs> we need to get did you how do you say that word? Didgeridoo rock. Oh yeah. Oh man. What we need is a young Jamie. A young Jamie? Yeah, we need one of those. What we need is a third guy to sit on that side of the table. So when we just don't feel like talking, he could just go on. Yeah, give somebody a minute to look something up or, or you know. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Just a, I told my brother, if he, even if he doesn't want to be on the podcast, he could just sit off to the side and just be the Jamie. Yeah. Just fucking look shit up. We could use it. So, sir, what makes a scene sick in your book? I think it's more to, like, we, we, we brushed up on it earlier, whenever it's just... Seems like it's too much and doesn't serve. It's just out of place. Just out of place. Going in unnecessary amount of detail to where, like, he he sliced his head off in one clean swoop can cover it to other than, like, I could feel the weight on the blade as I sliced through his neck collar and hold the bone. Sawing through the bone. Yeah. Again, it's what kind of story you're writing, but if you're throwing that into, say, you're writing an action-adventure story or a fantasy story... And you have a sword fight or something, and you can end it with just like you said, the quick swoop slices the head off, or you could end it with any sawing and the blood spurting. Well, that doesn't fucking fit the story at all. Nope. Because you have to think about your audience too. So if you're writing, say, a fantasy story, are the people who are reading that wanting gore? Probably not. I wouldn't think so. It'd be very rare. Or like if you're writing a romance story and then you throw in like a fucking overly graphic domestic violence scene or something that might not touch the right nerves because people aren't going into you know that genre necessarily wanting to read something like that talking about things slapping into th- in other things <sighs> that's when you hit the erotic zone the stench of stuff i don't ever want to hear the word stench in a lovemaking scene <laughs> you could smell her from three doors down Ooh. stench odor I would go and say the word moist probably wouldn't be good. You just have a thing against moist. I don't mind moist. I just don't think it's good in sex scenes. Yeah, yeah. Because they always want to say moist loins, and that sounds... I don't know. It sounds like lamb chops cooking or something. To what me. about moisty? Moisty? Yeah, like it's not It's not fully moist yet. It's on its way to be moist. I don't know. That's too close to musty to me. <laughs> I can see that. That's a, that's a musty's doorstep. So you don't want musty either. Preferably not. I mean, I opened her legs and there a whiff of must filled the the room air. A whiff of butt funk. No, I don't want to. I honestly, I don't think in romance novels you should go into the scent too much. At least during the sex scene, you could say she smells like vanilla or he smells like I don't know citrus or something. But you don't have to go beyond that. You don't have to describe this. I hate. Here's what grosses me out. Because I've read this in non-romance, because I don't really read romance, but I've read this in sex scenes and stuff, where they talk about the taste and smell of someone's sweat. That yeah. always fucking grosses yeah. me out. Because I don't want to taste somebody's sweat. Because I've tasted, like, working out or 
during practice or something, I've like had sweat that ran into my mouth. Salty, and, and it doesn't it doesn't taste good. Like no, I don't want to like. Oh, he kissed her. You know, supple thighs and the salty sweat. Like, ew, that's fucking gross. What you need to do to put yourself out there whenever this fu- this fuckbook you're writing, it needs to be the first ever uh, uh, scratch and sniff fuckbook. You know how you do that, right? You have to have a team on the production line, right? Yeah. Preferably print to order because that makes it a little easier, print on demand. And you just have like some fat guy with a really greasy ass. Just, just every time, you know, Mark. Have a little catalog of what page the sex scene's on, and his job is when that scene comes down the conveyor belt, he just does a quick swipe of the old BH, yeah. smears it on the page, and there you go. So you scratch and sniff. I like it. I don't. <laughs> that sounds terrible. We can get some people to buy that at a convention. Mm. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I'd probably buy it for the novelty. That's another thing we have to do. We gotta line up some convention gigs once we get some books published. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've seen, but I changed all the licensing and terms of service on the website, so no, now we can now we can officially sell stuff if we want. Ooh, cool! Yeah, we will get around because I did all the legal mumbo jumbo. It will be though to like if we do do that to go to a convention, just sit at that table for like three days other than walk around. Honestly, I don't even really care too much about selling the stuff. I just kind of want to sit at the convention and just yeah. bullshit with people. I think that would be fun, and obviously just have a bunch of books cool dpw logo on it i'm sure if you get there early enough you could probably check out the other vendors if there was anything you wanted well yeah especially if there's two of us one could just go walk around the problem is the fucking conventions around here suck like you're not gonna sell shit at steel city like actual books you're lucky if you can sell back issues at steel city yeah you might have a little better luck at three rivers con maybe one of those pulp fiction cons if you can consider your book that i don't know how that works we probably have to put out more of a magazine for that which I'd be down with, because that'd be easier to print. Yeah, we've talked about a magazine before. Mm-hmm. I also, at one point in time, would like to actually publish, uh, even if it's just like a one-issue, 30-page like comic. That'd be cool. I think that'd just be a cool thing to do. Hard part of that is just getting all the art together. Yeah. Because like, I can do Photoshop and stuff, but I've never put together comic panels like you know digitally, so that'd be kind of difficult. Unless we just drew them out and then just photocopied them or something. But I don't want like something that's going to end up looking shitty. Yeah. What's the point of going to all the effort if it's going to be shitty? You want something with good quality. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fucking endeavor. We probably have to take a break from the website to do that one. Yeah. Or at least if we maybe publish it digitally on the website first. And then... Could do that. And then get it and be like, hey, if you like this, now you can buy like a hot... Like, you know, like an actual physical copy. Correct. Well, I think we... Talk that subject right into the fucking ground, as we do with every other subject. I think we did. I think it was definitely better than last. Yeah. I think it's a topic we should revisit sometime, too. Maybe actually come up with a list of our personal favorite gross scenes or scenes that we, you know, ruined books for us. Maybe do a poll or something on Twitter, get some other review, you know, other people's opinions, what they like. Yeah, we just kind of did this because I was, like, next to death. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't feeling too good, so you didn't want to do a crazy episode. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. We'll do this. This will be part one, and sometime down the line, we'll do part two, and we'll get some audience feedback, because uh, I think, uh, make them do all the fucking work. Right, yeah, like, <laughs> well, we doing all this shit. We're not getting paid. Nope, we are not. I mean, we could pr- probably get paid if we could sold some ads or something. That's effort. Yeah. And then things, and, like, I don't know, like, I don't want dick burner ads on my... I would rather do a Patreon than dick burner ads. But I don't know how many people would want to pay. Because I feel like even the higher up podcasts don't get a lot of money from Patreon. Yeah. 
Hmm. And we'd have to come up with a good, like, structure of different goals and tiers and and be able to deliver on those. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse whenever you back, like, a Kickstarter or a um, Patreon and you don't get nothing for it. I know. I fucking last Patreon, or the last Kickstarter I backed, I didn't get my go- uh, reward for almost two years. It's like, what the fuck? What was it? Noise-canceling earbuds. Like, they, you could change the volume of them, so... Say I'm writing or something, I can just turn it off. You know, just flip. It's it's auto. It's not uh It's like manual. There's no wires or anything, yeah. and you can um pretty much just shut out the world. Like you know, if you just stuck earplugs in, I guess. But then say you're on uh at a concert or something, and you just don't want it really really loud. Like oh. you're at a concert, but you don't want to turn you know the volume all the way off. You just go kind of mid range, so it just makes it more bearable. Oh, that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, they work pretty cool. But I waited fucking two years for the motherfuckers. Well, we love you guys. <laughs> yeah, we need to spread the love more. DPW readers, we love you. No. The precious. The precious. But if you guys have any ideas for this topic, let us know. We'll eventually do a poll or something on Twitter. Or any other topic. You no, know, any other topic, too. Again, we would like you to do as much work as possible. Right. And I would love to hear your guys' like the scenes that you think are the most disgusting. If I get on the ball tonight, I'll do maybe on my just personal Twitter. I'll ask. Yeah. Just because I get more fucking interaction on that one that I don't even give a shit about than the DPW one. Because the DPW one, I think, because it's not an actual person they're seeing. Yeah. Anyway, you guys have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it may be. Good night. See you later.